2: Hello, welcome to the broadcast. And just like the announcer said, this is the Jeff Fisher show on the blaze radio network. Nice to have you along for the ride today. Thanks to Michael Pelko. You know, it's the pregame show uh, for this one. The big show is happening right now. And then, uh, you know, we wind down with uh, Lawrence Jones and Mike Slater. I mean, you're here prime time on the Jeff Fisher show. If you want to participate, you can dial 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, Instagram, at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Now, how many, look, we've all flown, we've all been fr- frustrated by trying to get on the plane going through security, and we've been frustrated trying to get off the plane. Uh, you know, my, my favorite story is, uh, you know, we were going to catch a flight. So they said, if you're catching a flight, uh, you can get off. And so we stood up and then the, the flight attendant says, well, we've got to disembark the plane. Everybody get off. And so everybody stands up and you're stuck. You're like, well, wait, 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 wait. I got to get off of this thing, but you're stuck. Right? I mean, you're in, you're in an airplane full of people. It's full. Trust me. They fly them full now. That's why there's a lot less flights. They overbook, and they fill them up. So when I now know that the reason they did that to myself and my family in Phoenix, Arizona, American Airlines, not that I remember the entire freaking story, they had already, they'd already booked the seats on a plane that I was supposed to catch. So they didn't want me on time. They wanted me to wait and catch another flight, and I almost made it, man. I, well, I didn't. I don't run, but I mean, I walked fast to the to the gate. And as I turned the corner, I mean, you, I, I've told you this story before, and I'm still so angry about it. I can't see straight when I think about it. I turned the corner, and the, the airline lady looks at me, and closes the door. I. About flip, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no!" And my wife is like, "If it wasn't for my wife, I'd be in jail." There's no question. And then we went to the and I and I, and I love my wife for this because she's like, I'll, I'll, "I'll take care of it." And then we went around to the American Airline office and, "Can we help you?" I don't know. Can you? Can you get me on that plane up over? And I'm like, just, just relax. Don't mind him. He's fine. I, I could have strangled someone. I would be in jail. Anyway, I digress. So you know the feeling when you're on the plane and you're ready to disembark and you're not supposed to, hey, you're not supposed to undo those seat belts or get up until they tell you because the plane could still move. And I've actually had that happen once uh, as well. You, you pull up and you're almost at the gate and everybody – Everybody clips the seat belts off and starts standing up and getting their stuff. But the pilot had not quite had it just right at the gate, so he's got to uh, give the quick break up to the gate a little bit, another three or four feet. Bunch of people butt smashed their skulls in. Man, it was really funny. Anyway, because he told you, uh, uh, uh. I had a bus driver do that to me too. Short stop me when I was a little kid. Almost poked my eye out. In today's world, I would own that school district. Back then, I got off the bus. I'm bleeding. My mom was like, what happened? He stood up before I stopped the bus. Oh, well, I guess you shouldn't do that, huh? Get in the house. Let's clean your eye up. Well, I could be blind here. I hate that bus driver. He shortstopped me all the time. He knows. We lived on a dead-end road on a farm. He dropped me off. That did I stop? stop, stop, stop we're here. It's my house. So he shortstops me. So we all get frustrated on a plane trying to get off, right? So I see the story of this lady who was even more frustrated uh, trying to get off the plane. It's a full plane. There is video. I'll, I'll tweet the video. But she is, well, she uses language that you know, if you're on a plane, look, you're supposed there's all, you know, there's there's other people. You're supposed to have a little bit of respect for the other human beings. I know a lot of people don't in today's world. She, however, uh, is in Colorado. She's landed, she wants to get off the plane. And there's there's two guys, one guy in the middle and one guy on the window seat that start videotaping her on the phone and they are dying laughing. There, because This girl is wound up, and she begins with,
1: "I'm upset. Get off the plane. You know why? I have tumors, and I'm in a lot of pain. Wait. And I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta get Another out of here. I'm in pain, so I don't care who you are. Don't talk to me like you know me. Get off of here. Let's go."
2: So immediately she's stuck, and she's, you know, look. I know that you're supposed to, you know, at least, you're supposed to be angry and be quiet. But when you have tumors and you're bleeding, I mean, you want to get off the plane. You do. And uh, so she continues.
1: Like I'm bleeding down my leg. I have blood going down oh my, my leg. God. Get off the plane I got to go to the hospital. Let's go. <laughs> I'm being nice.
2: So you hear the two guys laugh. I mean, they are dying. She is right there, man, in the aisle right there. And they, you if I'm them, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not saying anything. I'm just recording. And that's what they do.
1: Yes, I do. I have tumors. I'm bleeding. Do you want to see it? Do y'all want to see it? you want to see the blood going down
2: my leg right now? Matt knows.
1: I need to get to the hospital so I
2: can patch myself up. I need to go. I need to patch myself up. Somebody had to get off this plane. Please get off this plane. Now, she's still she she's all wound up. Now they're still waiting in line. She still has not moved one iota of this airplane. They have not opened they have not opened the plane door to get off yet.
1: You don't. So guess what? I'm, like, I'm not being open. I'm bleeding all over my vagina. Blood, straight blood, all over this.
2: Come on now. And she's all over this. And this she's talking to the people on the other side of the aisle. And so there's a couple, you know, the guy in front of her is just standing there and he is stone cold still, man. I mean, he doesn't want to turn around. He doesn't want to engage. He just wants to get off this plane. I mean, he wants, you can tell he's standing there with his arms crossed in the aisle saying to himself, don't turn around, don't look her in the eye, don't turn around, don't look her in the eye, don't shrug. Don't laugh. Just please open the plane. Let us get off this plane. Please just go. Let us get off this plane. And it continues.
1: There are now. children on Guess this what?
2: plane. it right, right there. Now, the lady is wound up, and I can't quite tell if it's a if it's a flight attendant or if it's just a, a, another lady that's up a ways, you know, turning around, because this lady is now going to engage. She's all wound up.
1: Ever since we got on this plane, you were eyeing me like you somebody. Ah,
2: So I think stop right there. See now, I think that makes me think that it's the flight attendant because ever since I got on this plane, you've been eyeing me. Start it from that clip from the very beginning again. That is fantastic. So it's got to be the flight attendant, right? Because ever since I got on this plane, you've been
1: eyeing me. There are children on the plane. You. Ever since we got on this plane, you were eyeing me like you, you know somebody. You want to talk to me? You ah. No. You want to talk to everybody you got off this plane? plane we can
2: talk. Because we can tell you want to go? Because like, oh, we can talk. We can get off this plane. Oh, we have to hear that clip again. That's fantastic. We put that back to the beginning. Ever since we got on this plane, you've been eyeing me? You've been looking at me. You want to go? That was, that was fantastic. There
1: are now, children on guess this what? Plane. You Ever since we got on this plane, you were eyeing me like you, somebody. You want to talk to me? No. You want to talk to me when we got this plane? plane,
2: We can talk. That is fantastic. Okay, so we're still not moving, right? We are still stuck on this plane, man. They are waiting. Please, the guy in front of her. Please, dear Lord, open the door. Do not engage. Do not engage. Do not turn around. Please, open the door. Please, please. And it continues. My we all old does not need to listen Guess to Guess what you. I learned? Suck
1: it off. Can you do me a favor and ah. turn around and get off the plane. so we can get off? Because that's my whole goal. That's
2: Stop right there. Now, she has a point. All right, she does have a point there. Now, while she has been using other language in some some parts of this clip that I'm not airing on this broadcast, you'll be able to listen when I tweet it out at JeffyMRA. But to be fair, her whole thing is, get me off of this plane, okay? Now, she's engaged. She said she's, she's told us she has tumors. She told us she's bleeding from her vagina down her leg. She's willing to show. She's So you got to think, you know, maybe she's not lying because she's willing to say, you want to look? You want to see? I'll show you. And she just wants to get off the plane. Now, in I got it in today's world where you kind of you're supposed to, you know, we can't say anything. We're on an airplane. We have to be quiet. We can't say anything. We could get in trouble. They're going to arrest you if you say anything at all against the flight, against the against the pilot, against anybody on the plane. You just have to sit there and be quiet. It's starting to get old. So I'm kind of on her side a little. Because she just wants to get off the plane. Now she's annoying, but she's only annoying because. 90% of the people on that plane, stuck in that aisle, are thinking, dear Lord, she's right. Get us off this plane. Why are we just standing here? And you've you've been on flights. I mean, I have, where you're thinking, why, I mean, is the deal, and I'll tell you what happens is, A, the guy, you know, the TSA, not the TSA guy, but the, the air, airline guy doesn't show up at the gate. So they have to wait for the people to show up at the gate. So if they're busy or they're running to get a wheelchair, whatever, whatever they're doing, uh, you know, maybe they're on a smoke break. I don't know. But they have to wait for them to come and open the thing. So, you know, they're – will gives the airline people on the plane a little bit of, a little bit of slack because they're frustrated as well. I mean, trust me, they want this lady off the plane too. Okay, so let's go back to the last clip where she is. Uh, she's still. Let's get off this plane.
1: Get the hell off! Move, people! Move! Don't you think all these other respectful me?
0: Watch are your happen? language, please. We have
2: families and children on board. Okay, now so now the flight attendant is now the flight attendant is going to instead of engaging her face to face, pushing her way through the crowd. She's just going. to, I'm just going to talk on the microphone now to everyone on the plane. Watch your language. There's children on the plane, so she's trying to make everyone think that you know we are actually doing something. We're aware. We're aware of a Tumor Girl, and we're just letting you know.
1: Not necessary to drop the F bomb. Okay. <laughs> then we've already called okay. security. I call. I call. I'm, I'm ready
2: to go. Already called security. See what I mean? Stop. Yeah. Just a second. See what I mean? Now. Well, I'll give you that she was using the f bomb, uh, you know, and it, you know it's frustrated, and she's you know she's a little overbearing, we'll say, obnoxious, but she's kind of right. I'm kind of on her side, and why would you call security? She really has not done anything. She hasn't. I mean, the only person she said, you, you "Ever since I got on this place you've been looking at me like you." I mean, she's kind of, you know, said to the flight attendant. She didn't threaten the flight attendant. She said, "You want to go? Let's go. We can take this outside." <laughs> so come on now. I mean, their only recourse is we oh, we've let's we've alarmed security. But I mean, she just wants to get off the plane, right? She's got tumors and she's bleeding. See, at the end there, at the end, at the very end of the video, people are moving. I mean, you can see the guy in front of her go, thank God. We're moving. Well, thank God. And so it was moving. And and she was, here we go. Let's go. We're moving. Let's go. I mean, it's fantastic. And we've all been frustrated like that. I'd be fascinated to know what security did. But I got to try to hunt her down or try to follow up on the story because that's too much work, though, I'll just wait for somebody else to do it, and then I'll read about it. Um, I'd be fascinated to know actually what happened to her, if they, if security actually did anything, or if she just said, "I just want to get off the plane." You know, the people. I mean, the people on the plane have got to be kind of on her side, right? I mean, they're they're obviously upset because she's been all she's all wound up and she's got hollering and using the f bomb. I got it. Oh, somebody use the f word. Oh my god i have never heard that word before. I mean, stop it. Stop it. But we're going to be playing a couple more clips uh, of her. We're repeating her on the airplane because we just want to get off the plane. Okay? All the airline companies that are listening to this, and I know you listen. I know you do because you want me to say something nice about you. <laughs> Get us off the plane. Okay. Pull us in. You know, you stick us, in, you park us on that damn tarmac for an hour, pretending that, well, uh, we're backed up on the tarmac. Uh huh. So these are going to miss that connecting flight because we were stuck on the tarmac, not because we overbooked and we're just sitting out here to make sure that the other plane is filled up before we let you off. So let's go, people. I just want to get off this plane. This is
0: the Jeff Fisher show on the blaze radio network. Six fifty three
1: The Jeff Fisher Show.
2: Welcome to it. Eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three is the phone number.
0: Clip one.
1: I'm upset. Get off the plane. You know why? Boomers and I'm in a lot of pain and I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. But I'm in pain, so I don't care who you are. Don't talk to me like you know me. Get off of here. Let's go!
2: That is fantastic. Don't, don't talk to me like that. Let's get off the plane. That's all I want to do is get off the plane. There
1: are now, children on guess this what? Plane. You, ever since we got on this plane, you were eyeing me like you, somebody. You want to talk to me? No. You want to talk to me when you got on
2: this plane? We could talk. That's close to, uh, you know, I, I got it. She probably, you know. I mean, She was only saying we could talk. You want know, to talk to me? We could talk. You know, the inflection is, you know, we're gonna fight. I got it. I know. That's not what she said. That's not what she said. So a good attorney. I mean, you got tumors. You're bleeding, and all you said was, oh, "You want to talk to me?" Look, because we could talk. Uh, you know, she's good. Be fascinated. I want to know if security, but look, airlines. You know, look. Am I afraid to fly? No, I love flying. I mean, it's a great mode of transportation. But you've got planes coming into DFW. I drive underneath them every day. On Interstate 114, two and three to a mule. You you cross 114. If you could, if you look out there. They've got two, sometimes three rows of planes landing, and they've got those rode up in the sky. Okay, so please, all she wanted to do was get off the plane. That's it. And you know, here at DFW, I mean, DFW Airport is bigger than the island of Manhattan. So you taxi like a day. You land, and it's like, oh, we're finally made it to Dallas. An hour later, you make it to the terminal, okay, because you've taxied three counties just to get to the terminal. So, I mean, I I, I truly do understand the, I just want to get off this plane. And we've been taught now that we are not supposed to say anything. We're not supposed to say anything, right? We've been taught that. We've been taught that. So, I mean, I can understand why.
1: I'm upset. Get off the plane. You know why? I have
2: tumors and I'm in a lot of pain, and I
1: gotta, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. I'm in pain, so I don't care who you are. Don't talk to me like you know me. Get off of here. Let's go.
2: The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. So since we last chatted, we had uh, had the Oscars on. Fantastic. Uh, No, they weren't. (laughs) They were absolutely agonizing. Uh, As we predicted, by the way, on this broadcast. It wasn't quite as bad, um, but it was was bad. And look, the ratings were way down, uh, even for the Oscars. I mean, they had, uh, I forget what what was the number. The number was, uh, oh, well, why don't we just have him tell you, Jimmy Kimmel. Thank you. What I I want is to just have the ad start rolling and audio to start playing on my computer at all times. I love the way they have the website set up now. So even sometimes, even if you have your computer on mute, they know better. They know that, hey, your computer's on mute. But we know you want to hear it, so we're going to turn it up for you. Actually, they haven't done that yet. It's just me being an idiot having it turned on. But, I mean, it could happen, right? <laughs> so, the ninth Academy Awards uh, got a 9.1 rating. All right? They had 32 million. That's a good crowd, though. I mean, it's a good crowd for them, but way down. Uh, way down for them. Um and I wonder why it could be. I wonder why it could be. Um, other shows like The Walking Dead, possible. Although The Walking Dead had, you know, good numbers, almost 11 million, and they're crying that their numbers are down. We had, we had 11 million people, but we're, our numbers are down, we're sliding. What can we do with our ratings? You're the number one cable television show by more than double. Shut up. Okay. And the Oscars, I mean, one of the things that could be an issue, it couldn't be that the Price Waterhouse guy who's giving out the awards is in the back tweeting and taking pictures with all the stars and then gives out the wrong envelope for the best picture award. Couldn't be that. That was probably their saving grace. Some would say they did that on purpose. (laughs) Just... To get people talking about the stupid Oscars. Which, well, you know, I wouldn't be actually surprised. But it couldn't be that the best picture was, you know, none of the pictures, actually, until after the Oscars, none of the pictures nominated had made $100 million. Now I think um, Arrival broke $100 million, but that was after the Oscars. So, I don't know, nobody sees the movies you put on top and Moonlight okay you know great movie I got I got it best picture and Casey Affleck oh my gosh you want to talk about best actor did it is to be award actually at tonight's award for best boring actor of all time Casey Affleck Casey come on up here and bore us with your speech, just like you bored us in that stupid movie Manchester by the Sea. Come on up here. I mean, come on. And I won't go through the... I mean, we can go through the whole list, but you know who won, who lost. You got it. I did finally see Hacksaw Ridge. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I It wasn't worth best best picture I mean congratulations for being nominated but that movie should not have won Um, I heard an interview with Mel Gibson talking about uh, the story is great uh, on Hacksaw Ridge absolutely tremendous and it makes you during the movie you wish that you had something to believe in as much as this guy believed uh, believed in the Lord and believed in what he was doing to save lives but I heard Mel say we didn't put everything in the movie because everything uh some of the stuff that this guy did nobody would have believed. You should have put it in, Mel. Okay. Because while the reports were that it was, you know, better than um the the Hanks, the Saving Private Ryan war scenes, I didn't think it was. Um it was, you know, they were over the top and you saw the war scenes, and maybe we've just become jaded now. Um, you know, that we've seen, we, everything we see looks real, and yeah, that looked real, but it didn't, it wasn't bad for us. It was, it was another war. It was a war, th- a war movie. But it was, uh, you know, it was a good story, and I really, you know, I enjoyed it. But better than Saving Private Ryan? I don't think so. That feeling that you get in Saving Private Ryan when they open the gates there at the, out, on the beach, and the... and. Those guys start getting shot, in the blood and the water and the beach. I mean, that—that that is, you know, one of the best war scenes ever. And what is it bad that uh, I watched the Oscars and, I, and look? I watched The Walking Dead, and then I caught a little bit of Talking Dead. And I have to—I kind of have to do that because you know you can go to. Uh, um, TheBlaze.com slash radio the Jeff Fisher show and we do a podcast every week talking Walking Dead so we you know we review the show myself uh, Brad Staggs and Jason Buttrell. and uh, we do a vidcast of it as well which you can get on uh, my blaze channel but and then I went over to the Oscars and I caught some of that and and it was really just I mean agonizing for what I watched but it was sad that Bill Paxton had died. We got news that day that Bill Paxton had died at 61 and they it was you know it was good they paid a a, separ- a a special tribute to him. We did find out after that the one lady that they paid tribute to dying was the wrong lady. The name was the same but the picture up there was the wrong lady. So that lady was like, "I'm not dead." <laughs> but after the death roll of who all died that this year, this past year, which was actually pretty good. They had what's her face singing, uh, "I really don't know," clouds at all. and you know they show you the picture of all the people who died. Um, they played a Rolex commercial. Tremendous! The best thing about the best thing about the whole three and a half eight hours of Oscars was the Rolex commercial. It doesn't just tell time; it tells history. And the Rolex commercial was all these actors in in films, all these bits from films of the actors wearing Rolex watches. It was tremendous. And one of them, sadly, was Bill Paxton. So, I mean, you talk about good timing on Rolex's part. Oof. Or maybe bad timing. Not sure which. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, reported that he is quitting Celebrity Apprentice. Now, I actually, for the first time, watched an episode of Celebrity Prentice about a week and a half ago. My wife had it on, and I sat down, and I said, you know what? I need to sit through this. I need to actually watch an episode. Um, Thank you for quitting, Arnold. (laughs) I appreciate it, man, because that show was bad. But even though the ratings were not that great, they were still pretty strong for the way television ratings are in today's world. And they try to make a big deal about, uh, this is what, okay, so earlier today, Donald Trump tweeted about this story, our president. Why did he tweet about this story? Because in the story, it doesn't just talk about Arnold ditching celebrity apprentice because of low ratings, blames Trump for low ratings. Movie star and former governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger, has called his involvement with President Donald Trump's former show, Celebrity Apprentice, done. After only one single that consistently brought in low attendance and bad reviews, the Terminator has decided to ax his hosting duties with the celebrity apprentice. The low ratings are said to be caused by the show's continued involvement with Trump. As the president still has an executive producer credit on the show. This may be in part due to a continued movement to boycott anything associated with Trump. When people found out that Trump was still involved as executive producer and was still receiving money from the show, then half the people boycotting it. Now, Arnold. Arnold. It's just between me and you, babe, okay? Should I call you governor? Mr. Universe? Whatever you'd like. Um, While that may be true, you were god-awful and should have done something else. I don't know who told you it was a good job. Now, the flip side of that is so is Trump. <laughs> okay? In the end, his ratings were just as bad as yours. In the beginning, the show was great. But that's what pissed President Trump off. And, of course, he had to get a, hop on Twitter this morning and do a tweet storm about, I don't know, eight or nine tweets. But the last tweet, one of the last tweets, Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't voluntarily leaving The Apprentice. He was fired by his bad In parentheses, pathetic ratings, not by me. Sad end to a great show. (laughs) So, I mean, don't be sad. So, even if it is Don's fault, he's not taking the heat for it. No way. And he probably shouldn't because the show was not that good. Uh, The show was not that good, and it really wasn't that good with Don either. I don't know what to tell you. NBC, but you know, I know the, I guess it's, I guess, I guess. And the cute little, the cute little Arnie saying his lines. I mean, stop with it, Arnold. Take a break. I'd be back. No, you won't. Show's cut, baby. You won't be back. Okay? You won't be back. And then I got sent a, uh, a story have you watched have you ever watched the show naked and afraid do you ever just watch it because you think I don't care if they're afraid I just want to see them naked that's not me I mean other people do that I would, man I would not ever dream of doing that at all so uh Anastasia Ashley if you don't know her look her up follow her on Instagram okay uh she is, uh, was on Naked and Afraid. Now, when you have someone like that on Naked and Afraid, it, it would tend to, I don't know, make some people tune in. And you think, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, she's a, you know, surfer, model, looks pretty good. <laughs> Could you be a surfer and a model and not look good? I, I, I doubt that I doubt that very much. Well, the story is uh, she, you know, being naked and still alive. And by the way, she was naked and afraid. Um, she got bit by all these bugs. Now you think, duh? <laughs> A, you're naked in the in the jungles, okay? B You're naked in the jungles, okay? So the bugs are like, hey, there's fresh meat. And I bet you that she probably, I don't know, took pretty good care of herself. So she probably didn't actually smell like dirt and mud when she went out into the the muck. So the bugs were like, hey, now. That's some kind of body cream smell there. We're biting that. So anyway, she got... Thousands of bites from these sand flies that hatched. And there's a picture of it. It would not have been fun. And she kind of joked about it, saying that, uh, that uh, the, it hatched. And uh, they found her and thought that she was their host. <laughs> and it did not look good. I feel kind of sorry for her. But then at the moment that I'm feeling sorry, sorry for her, I think to myself, hey, you were the one that went on naked and afraid. You're listening to the Jeff Fisher Show,
0: the Blaze Radio Network,
2: Jeff. Fisher. Today in rock history. 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 Did you know, sad day. Sad day. John Candy died in 1994. Today's date. He was 43. Country singer, comedian Minnie Pearl died. Howdy! At 84. If you don't know who Minnie Pearl is, go look it up. Okay? And in 2001, disco singer Glenn Hughes, you ask yourself, Glenn Hughes, the disco singer of the village people. Oh, it was so sad. He died at the age of 50. Glenn Hughes, is that the Indian? No, he's the man in leather. Okay. Yeah. Now, how dumb do you feel? You should have known that. Okay. That's right. And this is kind of fascinating to me that uh, Pink Floyd in 1973 launched a tour to support Dark Side of the Moon, right? I mean, an all-time classic album, forever. But their first show was in Madison, Wisconsin. That says a lot. Back then, it didn't mean anything. It was like, Madison, Wisconsin? University of Wisconsin? Pink Floyd? Today? Ah. Commies on commies. Got it. Okay. Now you're making sense. Okay. And a story on Joe Biden's son. Do we have time to get This is a tremendous story on Joe Biden's son. I'll just blow through it really fast because we're going to talk about this again because uh, Vice President Joe Biden's youngest son, Hunter Biden, kicked out of the Navy Reserve in 2014 after testing positive for cocaine. Vice President Joe Biden's oldest son, Bo Biden, died. Oh, yeah, we know Bo died. Okay, we got to throw that in all the time. That's why he didn't run for president. because Bo died. He wasn't ready. Okay. Well, the estranged wife of former Vice President Joe Biden's youngest son, Hunter Biden, claims he squandered the couple's money on drugs, alcohol, and prostitutes. This guy's growing on me. All of a sudden. What? In a court filing last week, Kathleen asked Washington, D.C. judge, to order Hunter to stop spending our money. Stop it. Oh, no. Joe will give him some cash. Don't worry about it. Joe's like, do some blow. Here's some money.
0: This is The Jeff Fisher Show